Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April the 8th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits with high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. So far, uh, the week treated me very well. You know, it's the freaking weekend, baby. Hopefully I'm going to have me some fun. That's the plan anyway. Uh, Let's see, Food Corner. I did go to Mellow Mushroom last night. It was very yummy. I got a small pepperoni pizza. And I got a order of cheese bread with, um, what is it? Marinara sauce. No beer cheese, sadly. Womp womp. But yum. Still good. And then also, I got to try the mushroom soup that they had at Mellow Mushroom. So that was like, oh, okay. Because they do have a lentil soup. They also have a chili, I believe, like a white bean chili situation. So the soup was yummy. I I will give it the grade of good soup. It it qualifies. And then there was, I finally got to try a salad, which something I got to note about salads that I like is when you get the cheeses on it that are like nice, like, like the thin cut, like blocky, not blocky, but... Like, it's like the flaky flat thing. For some reason, that aesthetic really gets me. Also, like, crumbled feta over salad is nice. Like, it's aesthetically yummy for my eyes and my tummy. So, good checks on that. It was nice to know. Pretty good. Good dinner. Other than that, nothing too much else to report. So, we can kind of get right into the news. Let's see here. From Al Jazeera. Israel launches air raids on Gaza, Lebanon. Israeli army says it's striking in Lebanon following air attacks on Gaza amid rising tension in wake of Alaska raids. Now, during this time of the year, which has kind of been like, you know, obviously this is this, it's been going on very, 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 very long time. <laughs> but with the culmination of Ramadan ending, also with... Easter Sunday, which is actually a non-factor here. I only mention it because I'm, you know, a fucking Westerner. And I think, you know, there are Christians in the area, but it's very minor here. And for this article story, whatever. But then also there is Passover. And all of this is kind of culminating in, you know, Jerusalem and a very holy area, a bunch of holy areas. And this Alaska Mosque is like a big center point for a lot of of attention a lot of people are doing things a lot of like religious activities now i believe that there are people who are either saying as an act of protest or just to make sure that they could you know do their religious ceremonies what have you they were um i don't want to say protesting they were like literally you know they was there overnight they were staying overnight to do the things that they would normally be doing as well as i think it's been reported that there were people who were um, like either Hamas or what have you, and they were in the area as well. So doing all this kind of prompted raids that I believe took place twice at this mosque during the week, and they were like recorded, or at least one of them were. And I know that there was a lot of ire from just the abuse that was put out on people. There were like stun grenades, 
uh, just a lot of violence, but it's been kind of explained that like, oh, well, these people were, you know, they were doing like security here. Like they were essentially saying these people were a threat. We were neutralizing the threat and they were going to be violent. They were planning on doing like strikes. They're planning. But and that's why this is it's so murky. Like it's it's so hard to get news out of this because when you wade into the the situation you have to know a lot of the perspective which is something my dumbass does not even though i try and i try then you also have to go through all the spin that's why why i wound up on al jazeera initially i looked at a couple others and i'm reading and i'm reading i'm reading but i'm like this isn't fully lining up with what i heard throughout the week listening to other things so i'm like let me just go to al jazeera and i'll just kind of run it from there but um it is, it's one of those things where it's hard to pull out. Like, I do believe that it is easy to see the truth. A lot of the shit is on camera. You can see what's happening. It goes point to point to point. Um, that being said, I mean, you can understand the logic of, like, these are tit-for-tat situations. And with Benjamin and Yahoo, it is, you know, the situation where it's like, hey, we are going to respond to violence that is done from us. So, so essentially... There were missile strikes that came from Lebanon. They were able to track from where they came from. They didn't hit anyone, but naturally, I think they shot like 25, four actually landed in Israel. So that prompted all this retaliation, all this investigation. They're on the streets. They're knocking heads. They're in the area. Now, they said that Israel's air raids back, theirs were targeted. They only hit certain areas like... um, like military camps, places where they suspected terrorists. But it was reported, at least by Al Jazeera, that even hospitals and, you know, other, like, neighborhood infrastructures were hit. So, you know, clearly the shit wasn't perfect. Granted, I don't think there was any casualties on either side in that regard, so that's good. But naturally, like I said, back to the Alaska Mosque, it just became this flashpoint for a lot of tension and aggression. Uh, The latest raids come amid rising tensions over the storming of Alaska Mosque in Jerusalem by Israeli troops who fired stun grenades, attacked Palestinian worshipers, and expelled them from the holy site as they gathered for Ramadan prayers. Uh, The Muslim holy month coincides with Passover, a key holiday in Jewish calendar, in the Jewish calendar, as well as the Christian festival of Easter. See, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... But yeah, that is more or less what I wanted to cover there. There's also another story that took place here I wanted to cover from Reuters. Two Israeli sisters killed in West Bank shooting attack. Uh, I believe this took place Friday. Yes. Uh, Like, I believe the air raid took place early Friday morning. At least just, just for like a little bit of timelining there. Two Israeli sisters were killed on Friday in a shooting attack on on their car in the occupied West Bank, Israeli authorities said. The attack took place with Israel on high alert in Jerusalem after a day of violence along the Lebanese and Gaza borders. Um, I believe that they also had, um, like, dual citizenship. The sisters... Um, who were 16 and 20, uh, died, and their mother sustained serious wounds. 
but they were also British citizens, according to Britain's Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office. It called for all parties to de-escalate tensions. Um, also, America is being like, hey, guys, let's all chill out. Let's relax. But OK, like th- that's going to fall on deaf ears here, I think. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I know that's bad. I know that's bad for podcasting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. That's really, though, all I wanted to cover. I know that that is just a snapshot. Uh, but I, I, as I always, I, I try to do my best to at least talk about the big things that are going on. And in this kind of situation, I feel like I'm just shoving my hand in like a really fast current. Um, just trying to tell you a little bit about what's, what's up. Uh, but in some other news, still keeping international, but we are doing a little bit of uh, USA uh, from NBC News. U.S. lawmakers arrive in Taiwan as China blasts McCarthy meeting with Tsai. Uh, Representative Michael McCall, head of the Foreign Affairs Committee, is leading a bipartisan, which I love that. It's bipartisan. I love how we can get together on things like this. Uh, Congressional delegation to the island as its president returns from the U.S. So Tsai uh, Tingzing, or Ing, oh man. Oof, I'm going to get it. Tsai Ing-wen, I think I got it there, who is the president of Taiwan. She was on a diplomatic trip. She also hit Japan and South Korea. But each way, I think she stopped in the U.S. One of the times she did stop with um, President McCarthy and kind of like a Nancy Pelosi-style situation with the same amount of controversy involved here, because naturally China, which does not represent, does not recognize Taiwan as like a sovereign country, as an independent nation, they're like you're part of us. They don't like any of this. So this whole diplomatic campaign is just is not what they want. Now, also China has gone out of their way to push their alliances to be like, hey, you don't recognize Taiwan, right? Like they're not, they're not. Like they're us. Like you're, you. If you ever interact with them, you're acting around with us. So uh, there's a bit of this campaign is to reinforce the alliance with the allies that you know Taiwan still has because they have kind of lost a bit of you know steam over time here in the situation because China is doing a lot to influence the world that to say hey like look this is our you know this is ours. <laughs> now I mean that's obviously a whole debate that you can have, but. You know, I do get the logic here in the sense of China saying, hey, this diplomatic campaign, we don't want to see it. We don't like it. And with the U.S. being a strong ally here, because, you know, they have a lot of interest, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, at least with chips. And I don't mean hum, snack chips, yummy, yummy, yummy. I mean, like, tech chips, chips, supercomputers. You, you put, make your, power your thing. Yeah, ooh, technology chips. Uh, Taiwan is a big producer of those things. So we have strong, you know, just interest in economic ties. Plus it's just an area that we can have to be like right under China or right next to China and be like, hey, we're here. You got to worry about us. You know, we, we got a foothold where you're at. So, um, I mean, I think that there's not much to really report here, but it is interesting that it's all happening. I, like, like I don't think when it came to McCarthy 
and decide I don't think they talked about anything that was super relevant. They 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 chattered. I don't know if there were, I think there was other congressmen involved, two other Republicans. Uh, it's just it was just a Republican version of what Nancy Pelosi did, just point like just pound for pound. And then they added with the diplomatic uh, visit. There's also other. They mention them here. Let me get to the end of the article. Uh, Representative French Hill, Arkansas, Republican. Michael Lawyer, Lawler, Republican from New York. Amy Burra, uh, Democrat from California. Young Kim, a Republican from California. Nathaniel Moran, blah, 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 blah. These are no, these are nobodies. I don't give a shit about any of them. I don't care. I'm not even going to finish the rest of their names. But yeah, they got to do a little vacation. Obviously, like I said, China does not want to see this shit. They have, you know, railed against it. And they take it to usually where they, like, this is kind of their maximum as of right now, which is they, China sent 28 warplanes across the median line of the Taiwan Strait on Sunday as Beijing conducted its first large-scale military exercises around the island this year. Uh, that was from Taiwan's Defense Ministry and also CNN. So yeah, I mean, that's going on there. Wanted to cover that. Also, real quick, let's go ahead and get in some Supreme Court news from the Associated Press. The Supreme Court, let me read the title, getting ahead of myself. Court says trans girl can run girls track in West Virginia. The Supreme Court on Thursday allowed a 12-year-old transgender girl in West Virginia to continue competing on her middle school's middle in her on her middle school's girls sports teams while a lawsuit over the state ban continues those s's were killing me the justices refused to disturb an appeals court order that made it possible for the girl becky pepper jackson to continue playing on her school's track and cross country's teams where she regularly finishes near the back of the pack my god my god I, I get so sad reading them because it's like, why do you have to include that? But they I understand why they have to include this because at the end of the day, people get so fucking upset about the idea of someone who is changed who they are. And because that change, they go, oh, you have this and in sports and the sports sense. They're like, now you have this unfair advantage. You, you went through puberty, you were a man, and, and because of that, you're so strong, oh, this is unfair, like, you're just gonna beat up everyone, when, literally, when you look at the statistics, that is just not a thing, it is very uncommon, and then the times that it does come up, people lose their minds over it. And then, you literally have to go through this person's backstories to talk about this, and they have to go, and they say, hey, for the longest time, I had to literally endure my whole transition, which is not easy. The whole process is not easy. Uh, they finally go through this whole struggle. They they make it happen, and and then they have a a good run. They they actually get to excel in their sport, and they are punished for that. And then they take that as an example to do these sweeping ass legislations. Now, that being said, you can kind of say, well, this is like a dub, right? At least for, you know, Becky, they're able to finish out 
and she can, you know, still keep competing. But that is as long as this lawsuit is probably going to allow. Once West Virginia wraps it up, she's not going to be able to because it's going to be a state issue and they're going to be like, oh, the state says. So let's see, Justice Samuel Alito and Clarence Thomas, which Clarence Thomas, we're going to get to him at some point. If not on the main, we're going to go on the Patreon. A little bit of talk about that man. Yeah, uh, but that being said, um, they would have allowed West Virginia to enforce its law against Pepper Jackson. They would have been like, you can go for it. But the appeal is kind of keeping this in play. So she's able to play. So I want to talk about that. It's a bit of a silver lining, but it's tinged. I always I, I dislike talking about this shit because it just feels like conservative minded thoughts just keep winning out on this conversation. And whenever I have conversations with people like where I live, it's just such an uphill conversation in so many ways to get them to get it. And I, it's a very frustrating thing. Uh, let's see. We can move along. Um, we're on from Good Morning America, which I got to say, they're, the way they have their site set up, it's way too poppy. Too poppy for me. I don't like it. At least for this right now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Johnson & Johnson to pay $8.9 billion to settle claims by baby powder, or to settle claims baby powder, other talc powder, talc products caused cancer. I'm tongue-tied today. Johnson & Johnson announced Tuesday that the company has agreed to pay $8.9 billion, with a B, over 25 years to settle all current and future claims that the company's baby powder and other cosmetic talc products allegedly caused cancer. Now, I'm not sure if I cover this. I want to say that the lawsuit took place in like 2021. Um, but that being said, I, I know I heard a bit of this from like Swindled or something like that. So it cued me into the story. And this is a bit of an update either for me or for all of us. Now, I got to say when I heard $8.9 billion... As always, my my poor lizard brain goes, oh, that's a lot of money, right? I mean, that's a lot of money. But obviously, you finish the sentence and you say over 25 years. And I goes, well, that's a long time. That's a, that's a chunk of living to get that much money. Then you also have to mention this is a big lawsuit that's going to trickle down. And also, let's look. Let's look. Uh, I got it here. This is a quick thing. Um, CA Knowledge. I don't know. Just random site I got this from. The net worth of Johnson & Johnson is approximately $90 billion. A lot of fucking money. Also to talk about, that $90 billion company was trying to file for bankruptcies. And they were trying to be like, oh, well, there's just so much going on right now. Everyone's trying to sue us. And with all these lawsuits, we'll literally go bankrupt. And they're like, you're going to be fine. You have $90 billion. <laughs> um, so they had to take the hit here, which then made them scramble to just say, fuck it, dude. Like, let's just do this fucking, I think they, what it's like called the tort system or whatever. And essentially just said, hey, we'll pay you this much. And it was enough to make this all go away. But they don't have to say sorry. They don't have to claim liability. And they don't have to cop to any future, like, cancer lawsuits or anything on this issue. They just get to skate away. $8.9 billion. 
It, it, but that's nothing to them. That's nothing to them. Over this amount of time, they're going to make it up. And you know the shittiest way they're going to make it up? On the products that they're selling to us. So it's like nothing. It's light work. It's another day at the office. <sighs> um, I love America. I love it. I love it. I love it. You can get away with everything if you just have enough money to do it legally. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's going to be a big theme for the podcast um, next year and some change. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong there. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully we'll have some surprises. Um, but speaking of surprises, a deal got struck this week. It's pretty major. Uh, but I'm going to take my break and then we'll finish this out. All right, from Axios, UFC owner Endeavor to acquire WWE in $9.3 billion deal. I'm saying a lot of billions today. Billionaire Boys Club over here. Um, that's a clothing brand, if you haven't heard of it. Uh, <laughs> we're not getting into it. That's for another podcast. Endeavor, the sports and entertainment company led by Ari Emanuel, has acquired World Wrestling Entertainment in a deal valuing the WWE at $9.3 billion, the company announced Monday. The company's announced Monday. So, it's a pretty interesting deal. I didn't know that the USC was owned by this Endeavor group. They were acquired in 2016 uh worth north of 20 billion dollars so much money now they are going to rebrand the companies now endeavor plans to spin out the combined company which has yet to be named on the public market it is expected to trade under the moniker tko tko uh usc is valued at 2.1 billion and we're talking like stock value deals because that's all this is how this was all traded and worked out and the wwe is valued at 9.3 billion when the deal closes endeavor will hold 51 percent controlling interest in the newly combined company and wwe shareholders shareholders will hold the remaining 49 percent endeavor will appoint six board seats and the WWE will point five. The new company is expected to be led by Endeavor CEO Ariel Emanuel. Vince McMahon is expected to serve as the executive chair of the board. The company said Endeavor's Mark Shapiro is expected to continue his role as president and as chief operating officer. Also, to add, Dana White is still going to be the USC president. Nothing's changing there. He did say that he did meet with them. They've, like, talked and shit. But, yeah, I mean, this is big news. It, it also kind of lines up to, <clears throat> obviously, we've talked that WWE has been in the market. They've been looking to sell. 
especially, you know, with Vincent Man on the come up. That was kind of the last thing or come back. Now, I, I was surprised and I feel like this is this was a little bit of a long con, not long con. No, we could say con a little bit here because it was almost like Vince McMahon, like sports washed himself. And what I mean by that is, you know, he had the whole sexual allegations and all this kind of shit, like the harassment bull, like that, that all was going down. He was on the spotlight, on the block for that. Then he did the whole thing that business CEOs do to try to cover their ass is, oh, we have a third party come in and investigate this whole thing and I'm stepping down. And so he steps down. Then he comes back with his little mustache and says, hey, you know, I'm not running things per se, but I'm back, you know, I'm on the board or whatever. And now he's going to be chairman of this new brand new company, which is the same company. But it's like, I think I'm sure he's made some money here in, in some capacity. But I, I, I think that that might have been one of the perks here where it's like, hey, I still get to be involved. I still get to get some camera time from time to time. Uh, places for his family so they can keep getting some bread, get some money here. Everyone's going to keep eating. Also, I think this lines up to try to more legitimize the WWE in the sense of we're trying to get the sports betting thing legal so that we can start betting on wrestling because that'll be cute. That'll be fun. Uh, You know, we've talked about that a little bit in past episodes. Want to get across that if you've missed it. New listeners, maybe. But... Yeah, these are definitely interesting times. I I really, if you would have asked me, I would have said my money is on Saudi Arabia still getting involved in buying up the WBA. But looks like no, looks like it's going to be uh, Endeavor. So um, we'll see where that goes. Uh, which I don't know. Maybe I'm are I'm dumb as hell, and someone could already tell me like, oh, that's Saudi money, you idiot. Like I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be. So- I just didn't look it up, so I can't confirm it. You know what I mean? Um, but who knows? Interesting times. I'm, I I wish I could say I'm still into wrestling, but I, I definitely respect it and love it from, like, afar. Uh, I know whenever there's, like, a WrestleMania shit's popping off, it's always very chaotic, and that's always cool to, like, see, like, clips and highlights, things like that. But, yeah, other than that, that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Let's see, you get bonus content. I do extra episodes every week. Also, hot link to the Discord, but the Discord is free. Just hit me up for that. And you can become a newsie. And once a month, I'll give you a shout out, say your name. And also plug whatever cool thing you're doing or any news thing you'd like me to talk about, what have you. Now, uh, free ways to hit me up, though, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. You can send me any cool news stories, just like the newsies. I'll take them. Give them to me. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I love news. Love talking about news. Also, if you want to give me feedback, that's cool. Hopefully it's positive. I like positive (laughs) Um, feedback. That's always nice and neat. Uh, But if you don't like to uh, email people, I get that. I'm also on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I'm everywhere, everywhere you want to be. Uh, Just hit me up. 
So that's all I got. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Thank you.